Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here with us today and being a proactive parent, getting the resources you need to make sure that your child has their most functional, their healthiest, and their happiest life because our kids deserve it just like anybody else. And as you may know my story, you know, my background as, as a craniosacral therapist, let me know that the, the brain can and does heal when my own son was diagnosed with autism. And I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies, but I didn't want to do that. And fortunately, I did my own research as you are doing, and I continued on that quest. And today, uh, now it's been 14 years, but my son is no longer even diagnosable. Now, I know everybody's level of recovery is different, but I know that your child can be healthier because a lot of the issues that have to do with autism are related to health. The gut needs to be balanced and the uh, toxins and the inflammation need to be reduced and then eliminated. And then the co-infections like Lyme and mold and strep are underlying and can keep your child sick even despite all of your really good efforts for everything that you previously know to do. And I'm really excited to tell you for the first time ever, due to COVID-19 and everybody's at home and needing resources, I have decided to give a free three-hour virtual live event on July 25th. And I'm going to give the registration link on today's show notes pages, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 87, just the numbers eight seven. But if you're listening to this also and you want to, uh, if you go ahead ahead and punch it in. You can register for it now, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. And I'll be walking you through all of those aspects to help you get the absolute best results for your own child, because I really want to see you get the support you need, because I know the challenges and how much of a difference it can make in your child's life. So um, I look forward to that. And today we have a special guest with us, as well and we're going to be talking about something that is so vitally important and you will you it is in your life every single day and that is water and the challenging thing for consumers really is figuring out what to do and what's right and what filters are right and how do you go about this and and to know the the dangers behind it if you're not doing some of the right things so we are going to be talking everything about water today and this is going to be the, the first part of a series that we'll be doing because there's too much to get in one episode, so this will be part one, and we're going to go through, in this episode, drinking water, some of the bathing and showering water issues, and then also getting in a little bit to uh, chlorinated swimming pools, uh, because a lot of people need to just have a, a you know an understanding and knowledge of what the chlorinated swimming pools uh, can pose as challenges for for a lot of people, but especially for the sensitive kids with autism. Uh, we have, and I'm going to introduce you to Robert Slovak. He is a degreed mechanical and astronautical engineer, best known as the co-founder with his brother Jack of Water Factory Systems in the early 1970s. He's recognized as one of the key developers of reverse osmosis technology in its numerous applications. After the sale of his company to a multinational leader in water technology in 1990, 
Robert went on to bring his knowledge and experience to Brazil and other underdeveloped nations. During this period, Robert maintained his presence in the American water industry as a consultant and regular speaker at water technology conferences. And since 2006, Robert master, has masterminded and promoted a new paradigm he refers to as water and wellness, in which pure contaminant-free water is combined with highly effective nutraceutical additives to support the health needs of the wide diversity of the population, including prenatal, developing, aging, and health-compromised of special needs. So, Robert, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. You're very welcome. I'm happy to do this. This is my, this is my mission in life. It's a good mission and an important one, definitely. I mean, I think it came more into the public light, or or a really more of in the in sort of in your face, in a sense, as the understanding of what water contamination can do to people with the the Flint, uh, Michigan issue that was a few years back, and people were yeah. seeing that that uh, a whole community was getting extremely ill and how dangerous that was. So why don't we kind of start at the beginning? I And I know we'll kind of, there. this can be really technical, so we'll just sort of explain some of the, the issues that people need to know about maybe in drinking and bathing waters. And then we will, of course, as we do here in this show, offer you some solutions uh, as well. So just know that <laughs> that as well is coming. Um, so well, yeah, Robert, you want to just start ahead. there? Go ahead, yeah, start at the beginning. Well, I- I, I I almost always start uh, at the beginning with a quote from one of the masters of water science, uh, Professor Martin Chaplin in the UK. And uh, he I use this as a reminder to everyone that the significance of water, because it's so prevalent in our lives, we just you know go along with it. But he said, water is not a bit player in the theater of life. It's the headline act. And... Um, that always has stuck in my mind, and we always have to keep that uh, within reach in our minds. So a fairly recent fact is that uh, it kind of replaces our our normal thinking that the body is like roughly two-thirds water, 60 to 70 percent water. It's, it's much higher in the fetal state, you know, almost 90 plus percent water. And as we get older, the percentage of our weight drops in water and we become more dehydrated. But in general, adult, healthy adults are 60 to 70 percent water. But someone took it upon himself, some biochemists, to look at it from a different angle. And it really um, sets the, the idea that water is so profound in our body and our health and physiology. And that is... Uh, it's a biochemical fact that 98%, in fact, more 98.8% of the molecules, if we look at it from molecules, a molecular standpoint, 98.8% of the molecules by number make up the body or the body is made up of 98.8% water molecules. And the rest are molecules of calcium carbonate for the bones and all the other materials. But you are really, uh, and I am a, a sack of water like we've never expected. And, and that water um, needs to be not contaminated. Uh, yeah. And now we've learned with like the work of Gerald Pollack and so on, how much 
more there is to know about water. I'd say we haven't broken in the water sciences. I'd say we haven't even broken the 1% mark in our understanding of physiological water. Uh, And we're just, you know, scientists like Gerald Pollack who are saying, hey, the water, it's just not even water inside the cell. It's, it's, It's really a fourth phase of water. It's more like jello than it is like water or vapor or ice. It's, and, that, and they call it the fourth phase of water. Some people call it easy water for exclusion zone water because it takes on unique structures. So um, we have to definitely reckon with the importance of water in our body. Yeah, and understanding, um, like you said, that we're made up mostly of water. So, so we have to make sure that what we're putting into our water, what we, what, what we're keeping in our system, is detoxified out as well. But we want to make sure that we put anything into our system that's clean in the first place. We're going to take a really short right. break right here. But when we come back, we'll dive right back into this. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never see? to get any better after 13 years of research karen thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally she now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child the definition of recovery is to regain health karen offers this to you in four stages healing the gut natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about water. Today is part one of a series we're going to be doing. Today is going to be on drinking water and bathing and showering and a little bit on uh, chlorinated swimming pools, just uh, especially for parents to have some good knowledge around that as well in the summertime. And uh, so we have Robert Slovak with us, a water specialist. And Robert, um, why don't you go ahead and continue on with, um, you know, some of these things that that, uh, we all need to be aware of as, you know, all things regarding water. So we're probably going to restrict this mostly to municipal water and, and dealing with municipal water or what we call tap water, water that's treated in some modern treatment plant. It's very specialized when we start to talk about private wells or other sources of water in, in remote areas and the third world, et cetera. It gets much more complicated and hazardous, even though it is hazardous now. So, you know, water is a universal solvent. So it takes in a lot of good things and, and, and within, its, within its molecular structure, and it also takes in a lot of bad things. And we're one of the contributors to those bad things. So there's there's regulations uh, starting in the 70s, uh, the Safe Water Drinking Act, that the Environmental Protection Agency established about contaminants in water. And they identified over 100 contaminants and the regulations on more or less how to they need to be controlled and what their levels have to be uh, set at. So um, this is partly a prob- solution and a problem. 
There are also more than 100 other contaminants that are not included in the regulations for the simple reason that these are too expensive to remove from the water on a municipal scope. So they just remain in the some book of papers uh, in Congress, and they get to vote on what is and what isn't in the list of regulated contaminants. And every city in the United States with more than 25 people has to kind of abide by these regulations. And um, it, it is a, a problem because they don't always uh, succeed in uh, dealing with those contaminants and they're very pervasive and uh, you are exposed to them not only in the water you drink the the ingested water with as that you might use as ingredient water with making smoothies and other beverages but it's also part of you're exposed to these uh, contaminants while you're bathing and showering as well now it's somewhat to a lesser extent when you're just bathing and showering, but you do um, uh, absorb the uh, some contaminants, not all, some contaminants through the skin. And of course, you inhale some of the contaminants that are very volatile. And those are some of the very worst ones that are exist in public water supply. Um, it's very important if one embarks upon the challenge of finding solutions to this problem. Uh, one, uh, an obvious one, at least for the drinking water, is to find a highly qualified bottled water. That is always one solution. I'd say most bottled water companies do a very good job of it. They usually have very sophisticated water treatment facilities, or they obtain the water from a natural source that's proven and tested and verified to be very pure and free of contaminants. And it has to meet the same standards as the EPA, and often they are they exceed those standards. Um, so the challenge is to, for the consumer, is to, what do I do if I want to produce my own water? I want to have a water system. Uh, one, I know I can get bottled water for drinking, but what about the system that I could use to remove contaminants from water that in our whole house? Now, a pro an inherent problem uh, in the thinking that, wow, why can't the city remove all the contaminants? Part of the problem is that as far as drinking is concerned, we use less than one and a half percent of the water that's supplied by a municipality or tap water for consumption. So that means that they have to treat all that other water that goes to watering your lawn and so on, and it's impractically expensive. That's why what we call uh, in-house point of use water treatment for making purified drinking water is really a much better solution. And we can also employ for uh, addressing the, uh, the problem of exposure during bathing and showering, point of entry. Now point of entry means you're treating the whole, all the water in the house. Some people call these whole home or whole house water systems. And so the challenge is to what do you do? How do you approach this? And this is a hazard in itself. 
it's a hazard equal to the hazard of having hazardous contaminants in the water. And almost, I would say, 80% of the consumers that I interview uh, do not have the best water treatment for their water conditions, nor do they have the best water system for their health uh, challenges and objectives. And this is a problem because you have to really meet those two things. Uh, now, people come up to me uh, all the time and, 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 and approach me and say, what water system should I buy? Just like that. And I, I really want to just collapse on the floor when I hear that. <laughs> I'm just going, wow. It's like, it's like walking into a doctor cold and, and going, what medicine do I need? Okay. And, and he would drop on the floor. Like, what are you thinking? And I feel the same way when it comes to water. Um, you have to know something about your water. And it is a problem. It's a problem that has not been solved in our society. So I first direct people that you need to know and become familiar with your water supplier and what they do with the water. So please, the first thing to do if you're considering on doing your, having your own, own uh, home-owned water system is to look at and seek out on the internet, the water quality, annual water drink, I'm sorry, annual drinking water quality report. You're going to put this in for your city. So you're going to say annual drinking water quality report for San Diego or for Los Angeles. And some of these systems are you may not hit it the first time because systems are very complex and there may be like six different water systems suppliers in Los Angeles itself and you have to really do the homework to find out who you pay your bill to and where that water comes from. So you need to get this report. Now, it comes with a challenge. Probably none of you can read such a report and understand it. Yeah, it's like reading Greek, you know, they didn't tell you. It's funny, I um, do the same thing when people ask me, what can I do for my child with autism? It's like this whole world of things you have to tell them. And, and you, you know, it's like it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole process and knowledge is key. So knowing all of the steps and all of the pieces is really important. And I'm, uh, I will on the show notes page also list to um, some resources where people can, uh, can check their own water Um from where they live. We're going to take a really short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas. And today we are talking with international water expert, Robert Slovak. And we are discussing um, all things about drinking water and bathing in today's episode. And um, and we b- before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the places that you can get um, get your water tested. But um, And I will link to those in today's show notes again, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 87. But Robert, I know that you have some, some, you know, questionable issues around getting your water tested. So who should try and test and when is it, when is it worth it Surely. to do that? I think if anyone is receiving their water from a modern municipal water treatment plant that like, for instance, we're in Southern California, 
they're all going to be modern water treatment plants. But if you have a private well, and I don't know, about 16% of the U.S. population does have private water supply, and there's nobody making a report for you, it's probably a very good idea to have a, a test done. And one of the, probably one of the, the I would say, let's call it the general motors of water testing, is uh, called National Testing Laboratories. And they have, you can get them national laboratory, nationaltestinglaboratories.com or just watercheck.com. So that is an excellent, excellent place. And there's all kinds of options that may be partly confusing to you. Uh, tests run probably between 200 and 400 dollars for a test, and if you have a private well, you should also use a test uh, that's available for the microbiological quality. In other words, are there any organisms in the water that could be harmful to you and your family? Uh, but other than that. Most of us who are on a municipal water supply really look for this report, the annual drinking water quality report for, you just put this in the internet, annual drinking water quality report for whatever, San Jose. And you will get information that unfortunately you will not understand. And this just remains a problem in the industry. For a couple of years, I wanted to establish a test, a, a water analysis interpretation and recommendation service. Uh, I, it will probably happen before the end of this year, just to give people guidelines for, hey, here's the direction you should go for water treatment, both drinking water and water for bathing and showering for your home and your family. Right. A lot of people don't realize, too, when, like you, you mentioned, there could be, if you have an old house, there can be, even even though the lead pipes may have been switched out, you could have lead pipe fittings that still give you lead. There can be uh, a lot of, uh, as the water treatment, water is treated these days, there are a lot of contaminants that from people flushing things like uh, prescription medications down the toilet or hormone things, things that go into the toilet are actually treated and then come around, but they can't process all that. So you're actually, you know, ingesting a a lot of these things and as you mentioned breathing them in the shower and when it's steamy our our pores are open so we're we're basically absorbing even more of those things uh, uh, in a shower as well um, that there are so many ways to to be affected by it and you mentioned bottled water earlier the one the one thing other than the the uh, ecological issue of, of water bottle, bottles is um, or the environmental issue is that they can those water bottles are that thin PCB plastic and they if they get heated up like if you have the bottle in, in hot water or I mean a hot um, a hot car or you know know where it was stored before you purchased it from the you know corner store that's got it refrigerated now when that when that plastic heats up it will release a lot of the the toxins from the plastic into the water and then you drink it so that's another thing to just be aware of making sure that those bottles yeah. don't get heated up too well um, i do mm -hmm. want to give my my caveat to that that statement and that great fear most people have of plastic bottles especially health-minded people and to some extent it is justified and, and to some extent it isn't justified and i'll explain one Bottled composition and formulas have changed greatly, and you do want to find a BPA and BPS-free um, polymer. Okay, that's important. And um, PET is 
pet versions of pet. There's many versions of each of these polymer groups, BPA and BPS-free pet uh, recyclable grade is probably one of the best and it is commonly used for water. Now, where I set the reservation where people uh, uh, you know, are inclined not to ever touch water in a bottle, and Karen is right that if it's heated, it does co- compound the problem significantly in any way sitting in a hot car. But I will say that, unfortunately, if we look around us, we really live in a sea of plastic. Our homes are plastic, our carpets are plastic, our appliances are plastic, and then to make our paint on the wall is really a polymer, etc. And if you then move to your car, your car is a, a really a plastic gas chamber. It's, it, it's uh, volatilizing gases outside, it gets a little warm, just the monomers of plastic molecules are just pouring out into your car. And it's very good if you step into a hot car. Don't just let it air out because it's filled with much more plastic than a hundred plastic bottles. So I'm just giving you a little balance that you have to watch all plastic. So getting back to the water report and the contaminants, we said that you know the, the EPA regulates over a hundred contaminants in the water, and 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 especially the biggest problem in all water supplies worldwide are pathogens and microbes that might cause disease. And we pretty much have licked this since the early nineteen uh, in the, the early nineteen hundreds. The first chlorination plant uh, went in in uh, nineteen thirteen. And it's been clear sailing. There's, I don't know since that time there's any, been any waterborne disease, major waterborne disease outbreaks, except there have been outbreaks where there's water contaminants such as lead in Flint, Michigan. Those have occurred. And I'm sorry, I'll correct myself. There has been a couple of protozoan cysts like cryptosporidium, another category of microbe that has occurred, I think, in Wisconsin. And it was uh, due to the contamination of these these protozoan cysts called cryptosporidium from a, 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 an agricultural area with animal. So, yeah. Um, her- I remember when that outbreak happened yeah, too. That the the water that they were watering, uh, a lot of lettuce was contaminated at one point, and yeah. people were getting E. coli too, um, because the water had been tainted that they were watering the crops with. So yeah, that's that's another way to make sure you know that your your sources are clean from the get go, or that you're taking care of them at home. Um, even organic, you have to be careful of. We need to take a very short break right here. But you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about with Robert Slovak on water resources. And we're we're talking a lot today about drinking water and bathing uh, mainly. And we're in part one of a multiple part series we're going to be doing on water because there are a lot of pieces that we want to make sure we get in and one hour just won't fit everything in. So um, why don't we right now we're going to talk about let's further on with the, uh, the, the discussion we were having, Robert, about the contaminants in the water. Okay. 
So uh, we finished up uh, a little bit with the microbes in the water and how that's pretty well taken care of by modern municipal water treatment. But we now live in an industrial uh, age and, and we're producing all kinds of synthetics and chemicals and we're putting things in the water. And sometimes to take care of another greater problem like pathogens in the water, we have to put in some toxic chemicals. Uh, they didn't know it at the beginning to take care of that greater problem because there's nothing that will affect your health other than more than getting a disease. Normal chemical contaminants may take months, years, decades to manifest themselves, but microbes, they're going for it immediately. So to control microbes, you know, most of you know that chlorine is used in the water and that chloramines, chlorine plus ammonia is used in the water and something else called chlorine dioxide is used in the water. This is used to disinfect the water and it's maintained in the piping system throughout the city so that no bacteria grows uh, to, to beyond some specification. So this, you have to now deal with the toxicity of these chemicals. They didn't realize how toxic they were at first. But both chlorine and chloramines, and to a lesser extent chlorine dioxide, can have great problems because they can form with natural organic matter in the water something called disinfection byproducts. Uh, scientists call this DBPs, disinfection byproducts, and these are regulated contaminants, but they haven't been regulated for that long because we didn't know their chemistry. And so there's a whole litany of contaminants, as I said earlier, that aren't even addressed because Congress hasn't given the go-ahead because no one could afford the water if we had to meet that standard. That's why all of you have to at least take some responsibility and have your own water treatment backup for removing contaminants. You're always going to be subjected to some contaminant on a city water supply. Some of those contaminants that all of you are familiar with that we don't even regulate, like probably none of you want fluoride in the water. That's not regulated. I mean, the amount is regulated, but you're allowed to have fluoride. We put it in intentionally. Aluminum is used to treat the water to get dirt out of it. But some of the aluminum stays in the water. Aluminum is linked to Alzheimer's disease. And then Karen mentioned earlier about the pharmaceuticals that get in the water because a lot of water on, uh, in, in the United States especially is recycled. So they take like the sewage outlet and they purify it with very sophisticated technology and they inject it back in the ground, et cetera, et cetera. And this is... Um, this is some people do refer to this as toilet to tap, which is not very, <laughs> uh, not very appealing. Um, so, so the, there's the pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals are ending up in the water, endocrine endocrine disrupting chemicals that that um, play havoc with your hormones, and personal care products. You know, where does all the lipstick go? Where does the eyeliner go? Where does the shampoo go? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, there are molecules of those chemicals, beauty chemicals, cosmetics that end up in your water supply. So it makes all the sense in the world to do something that's a little more sophisticated than the city is capable of doing. Um, one of the 
worst contaminants that we realize is in the water and it's not regulated yet uh, is something all of you, all of this audience know well, and that's glyphosate. Glyphosate uh, can be found in virtually every water supply in the United States and probably in every, every food source that there is. It's so ubiquitous. So this is something that no one's helping you get out and you need to get this out with some technology. Now, that leaves the quest for technology. Many of you might go to a Home Depot to look for a filter. Some of you might call your local so-called water treatment dealer, etc. But unfortunately, it is very rare to find a truly um, – educated water dealer, much less a salesman at Home Depot, who is tuned in to the subtle health aspects of contaminants in water. Most of them, they want to claim that, you know, your hair will be shinier, your water will be softer, uh, it won't leave spots on the on the shower glass, but they really are not, haven't, they haven't evolved into the health um world and paradigm that most of us listening here uh, are into. You know, we're worried about micrograms of glyphosate. They have no idea it's even in the water. They don't have anything or they don't have anything that they would say, oh, yeah, this removes glyphosate. They're just not educated. So we have to do something. Now, what is out there for us? I We're going to restrict ourselves to just three categories because they really are, they represent 95% of the kinds of products and technologies that are available. One is carbon filters. Now, most of you know, activated carbon filters, uh, you can find them in your refrigerator now, you can find them uh, in something that connects on your the end of your faucet, you can find them in a pitcher, you just pour water into it and it goes through carbon and some other things as well uh, to do something. Then the next step is uh, a reverse osmosis system plus activated carbon, and then the next step is distillation plus activated carbon. Those three categories really run the show as far as what's available to remove serious contaminants. And we need to talk about each one of those because each one has not only performance limitations, but each one is a hazard and challenging to choose which one. It's think of, think of any one of those categories as a category of a car. Uh, you're going to go if if a carbon filter is a Toyota and a reverse osmosis system is a Mercedes and a distiller is a BMW, you still have to ask yourself, well, which one? There's hundreds or thousands of each one, and that is a greater difference than choosing a car. And I, I know that what an expert you are and how many years and decades that you've got into your research. And uh, I know that you have developed one. We're going to actually take a short break right here. When we come back, we'll, 
we'll kind of, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about your uh, filtration system that you've developed, okay. um, because I know that I've shared it with many people who've written back that they love it. So we're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Robert Slovak, who is an internationally known water expert. And uh, Robert, you were talking about different categories. There are three different categories of filtration systems that people can get. And then of those categories, there are multiples in each category when you're out shopping and you don't know how to decipher the difference. So if you could give us a little bit of knowledge about that, and then uh, I would I would personally love for you to share uh, the information about your AquaTrue. And I want to make sure that um, everybody knows that I have linked to it on our show notes as well, um, so that you'll have a direct resource um, with actually a discount to it. So I want to make sure that you know that as well. Uh, so what are those? categories uh, Robert okay so the, the there's activated carbon filters there's reverse osmosis plus activated carbon filters it always goes as a as a, a duo and there's distillation plus activated carbon which also goes always is presented and sold as a duo now this audience that you have that is likely to have perhaps a child with autism is that is that correct Yes, many of them do. Okay, so, so, so I'm, I'm, this is very important. As good as activated carbon alone is, it only has the capability of reducing a fairly narrow category of contaminants in water. It does great with chlorine. It does fairly great with chloramines. It does great with all the volatile disinfection byproducts, some pharmaceuticals, some personal care products, but not all. It falls short. And let's say if I were to put a number on it, maybe it can remove 20% of the significant contaminants that affect your health. This audience, in my opinion, has to go beyond the carbon filter. It's not enough for your family's health in what you're exposed to in municipal drinking water. So that leaves two categories. One is the reverse osmosis plus activated carbon, and one is distillation plus activated carbon. We may only get to one of these, which will be the reverse osmosis uh, plus activated carbon during this session, and we'll continue on in one of the next, uh, next sessions on this topic. So reverse osmosis is also reverse osmosis plus activated carbon. The technologies are stellar, but how they are put together, how they are combined, what their configuration is, is really what got me involved in, in, in the, 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 the training of people who had children with autism. And I remember that even though I've been associated with developing reverse osmosis plus activated carbon systems since the early 1970s, I had to, I had to appear at I think the first one was one of the early, maybe eight years ago at an autism conference in Chicago. And I had to tell a room full of mothers primarily that they should not give the reverse osmosis water from their under sink reverse osmosis system to their child. And this was one of the shocks of my life. I mean, my heart was bounding because it's the first time I ever said anything like that. 
and the direction that the water industry took in developing reverse osmosis systems was not a correct uh, approach. And this led to the fact that in those storage tanks, Karen, that are under everybody's sink who has an under sink RO system, they become microbial incubators. And this shocked my first audience. And I said, there is no way that you can give this water to your child with autism who might have gut issues and a defective microbiome. This will exacerbate it and he will never be able to overcome his problems. The, the microbial content is so great and that everybody thinks, oh my God, this is my $800 reverse osmosis system. It, ha it can't have any contaminants in it, but it has a contaminant that actually comes in after the treatment process. So we have changed this. I was on my birthday in 2018. I can't believe the coincidence. My dream came true and I had available to me a new concept in the reverse osmosis drinking water system called the AquaTrue. And this AquaTrue, um, you can go on our website, which is water and, and and wellness.com and look at this, uh, this, AquaTrue reverse osmosis plus carbon system, and it doesn't have the problems inherent to standard RO systems, the conventional ones that have ruled the market for the last almost 45 years. And so this eliminates those problems. And um, you can, we have a special code for, for Karen, for um, naturally, uh, uh, naturally uh, recovering autism that you can use. And I don't think Karen may have not heard that Water and Wellness is also giving away with their discount they receive through you, also giving away a box of, of the best minerals and trace elements in the world. I have spoken about this at countless numbers of autism conferences, and it's called Quintone Marine Plasma. And this is the finest product for remineralizing water, which you must do when you have a reverse osmosis or a distillation system. I just want to say, too, that I have linked with my code RA5. You can get the discount uh, on the on any of their products, including the AquaTrue. And, yes, with the order, you will also get a complimentary box of the Quinton Hypertonic Elixir Minerals. And um, these I use in my mentoring program. They're one of the things that I tell people to get on uh, almost first in the program because they – are the they're taken from the depths of the ocean out off of the coast of Spain and they have the, this pure uh, trace minerals and and there are so many multiples in there that are natural from a natural source and minerals also they not only give us back what we need that we're depleted from but they also help open up and move our detoxification pathways so they can be very very helpful yes. in um, the beginning especially of any protocol but ongoing I mean um, I take them every day I think they're very very important so and well, I will link to that elements. on my show notes today, today too so everybody can go back and get that code as well Trace elements are probably the greatest missing nutrient in the modern diet. And I have written and spoke on this worldwide, and there is simply no trace elements left in the soil. And if there's no le trace elements, now, how many are we talking about? Well, there, minerals and trace elements, there's about, there's over 75 
And that 75 is something that you inherited. Your, your cellular design was based upon receiving those 75 minerals and trace elements. But the soil has become so complex depleted. They're no longer in your food. Perhaps you get 12, perhaps you get 15 of the 75. They just aren't there anymore due to modern agriculture, chemical fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides. So it is a dire situation. The broccoli doesn't contain it anymore. Even organically grown is not guaranteed to have a high abundance of the minerals and trace elements. So for those of you who really want to see something, look up, um, look up Professor August Dunning's Habitat Crisis. He describes this so well in there and how it's linked to chronic disease. Um, so this combination of having water with contaminants removed and remineralized it with minerals and trace elements is really one of the great things that you can provide for your family. And you'll get a, get some of those free with um, with the order of the AquaTrue, but you can also purchase them separately as well. And my code will still give you a discount on those too, just so you know that. Um, we're going to take a very short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host Karen Thomas and uh, as I mentioned in today's show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 87. This is show number 87. uh, I will link to all of the resources that we have discussed so far including um, the the discount code for the AquaTrue and for products off of uh, Robert's website including the, the minerals and uh, so everything will be there for you at that link. And we we will, again, this is part one of a multiple part series we're going to be doing on water because there's so much to it and so much. And we we had intended to, to get further into things about chlorinated swimming pools today, but we will definitely get into that in more depth in the next episode. But for right now, with a few minutes that we have left here, uh, Robert, would you uh, just give a little bit of background just so parents are knowledgeable um, sure. about, you know, you might see your child have a reaction uh, after they get out of a swimming pool, various ones, and, and kind of let them know what's going on and why? Yes, let me tell you why. First of all, the chlorine that swimming pools often use um, creates the same problem that it does in municipal water supplies. It creates things called disinfection byproducts. Disinfection byproducts were not known 30 years ago, but they're known now. And they're, they're, they're extremely toxic and even some are carcinogenic. 
and the most the most uh, uh, the worst of them are called trihalomethanes. You may see it simply uh, expressed as THMs, and then that chlorine also creates a secondary problem to the disinfection byproducts because it reacts with any urine ammonia that may be in the pool, especially children's pools. And that creates chloramines, which have another vista of, uh, of health problems. So uh, there, there's no way around it. If you are using privately or publicly a chlorinated swimming pool, as opposed to some of the newer approaches, then your child will be exposed to these toxic chemicals in every which way they can. They will be drinking it. They will be their cells will be um, absorbing it through their skin. And also they will be breathing the vapor that comes off the top because these are volatile toxic chemicals. So they actually outgas, you know, in, in, in six hours, half of it will be gone away from the water. But as it outgasses, it's right at the level that your nose might be at the water surface. So you're breathing it in. So swimming pools, probably my, my solution, probably should be avoided and seek one out that has some of the newer technology that we'll address uh, when we have our next session. What do you think to, um, we just have a, a, a about a minute and a half left, but I, you know, the difference between, right. I know an alternate that can be nice for a child is their own special little pool. And it can be something that is, a, a, you know, a purchased little pool that, that a parent can just put um, put water in that doesn't have chlorine in, maybe add a little hydrogen peroxide. I don't know what you think about that to keep it a little bit sure. clean. And then they've got something there that's smaller. But then there's also people always ask about saline pools and, and you know, having your pool converted. I mean, I know there's still a little bit of chlorine in those, but it's not like yeah. the main chlorine. So what do you, can you give us and a little it, bit of a moment there? Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's other disinfection systems, ones that use silver, ones that use copper, ones that use ozone, ones that use ultraviolet light. There's many systems, and there are several websites, we'll have them next time uh, for, your, for your audience, that deal with health, healthy pools. And okay. uh, these, these were set up by Olympic swimmers and so on who were always confronted with uh, the, the health-damaging aspect of using a swimming pool. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That'll be great. In the next episode, we will get into that. I also want to uh, put in a little um, little caveat, too, for parents to know that um, chlorine can also create a histamine reaction. So you might notice that your child has the same type of reactions they might have when they have a, a histamine food or, or a histamine reaction to anything. Heart palpitations, trouble sleeping the night after they swim in chlorine. Um, there are a lot of skin allergies and eruptions and things like that, too. So just to be aware of those. We are out of time today. Thank you so much, Robert, for being here with us today. I appreciate your time you. and your knowledge. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's great to have you here. And I look forward to um, part two, our next episode, where we will continue on the subject. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here today. You are listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Have a great week, a safe week, and we will see you next time.